Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, where two friends sit and talk about music. I'm here, DJ Staplehead. I'm here with my friend, Hippie G. Hippie G. Oh, that guy. <laughs> that guy's retired. That no, guy has retired. No, not for this episode. This episode is brought to you by DJ Stusta Staplehead and Hippie G. How are you today, sir? Does that mean we're putting an album out? Is that yes, what that means? That, that, I can't, we're doing a, a cover. I, I can't do that voice all episode long. We're doing a collab. That's it. <sighs> I am bummed you got to call yourself Staplehead before I did, though. I Sorry. I am a little upset. No, I was going for it. So for all of you who don't know, I had a little accident, split my head open, got three staples in my head this week. It sucked. It still sucks. It actually still hurts. But yeah, we're going to power through it and do th- do this episode. Yeah, no concussion. We're out of the woods on that, right? <sighs> oh, yeah, we're good. I, I've slept... For for four days straight. Oh God! Wouldn't that be Wouldn't that be great though? Like I, I think it's I think that's called a coma. I'm kind of down. You're down for comas. Dude, you heard it here first. Not gonna lie, that's gotta be the most relaxing thing. I, I don't know. I don't know I the don't science know behind a coma. Yeah. To know if it's if you recover in them or not. I mean, I guess they do put you in medically induced comas for things. Yeah, there, there's people that have been put in uh, induced comas. Know. Like, I, they can't be all bad, so, right? So you just want an induced coma as like a nap. Dude, yeah, what a great nap that would be. All right, so this week we're here to talk about Post Malone. Born July 4th, 1995 in Syracuse, New York, Austin Richard Post, known professionally as Post Malone, is an American rapper, singer, and songwriter. Known for his introspective songwriting and variegated vocal styles, Malone has gained acclaim for blending genres and subgenres of pop, hip-hop, R&B, and trap. His stage name was derived from inputting his birth name into a rap name generator. Yeah, I actually learned that this morning because it was like one of the fun facts on Amazon Music's like music site. Like they just pop on the music oh, yeah, streaming you, app. Yeah. It just pops up like a little fun fact and that's what it said. And I said, oh, okay, good. Good for him. That's cool. I kind of want works. us to put our names in a rap name generator and see what happens. We are. We just went off for nine minutes about your DJ staple head, and I'm apparently coming out of retirement as Hippie G. So 
the only other fun fact I have about Post Malone is that his that when they he was younger they moved to Texas mm-hmm. because his dad became the like the over the manager of the concessions of the Dallas Cowboys. I didn't I was unaware of that one actually. Yeah, apparently he became like the head of concessions of the Dallas Cowboys so they moved to Texas. Well, why not? Malone began his music career as an independent artist in 2013 and attained recognition with his 2015 debut single White Iverson, which peaked at number 14 on the US Billboard Hot 100. Malone soon signed with Republic Records, a subsidiary of Universal Music Group, and released his debut studio album, Stony, in 2016, which contained the diamond hit single, Congratulations. A diamond hit single on your debut record. I'm familiar with that track, but I, I was very familiar with White Iverson. I remember when White Iverson came out. I do too, and I never really liked it. I never got into Post Malone until like the record we're talking about, Hollywood's Bleeding. I liked White Iverson, but something about it felt like it Weird. wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> right. Like it just felt like, oh, this just feels, it doesn't, and I think it was a joke in the hip-hop community for a while. Like I think people okay. joked about it. Mm. But then, like, Post Malone just continued doing what he does, and success came. And, right. you know, he has the talent, so why wouldn't it? Yeah, right. I think I listened to Congratulations way after the fact. Like, I think I listened to Congratulations way after I, maybe even after I heard the only other track I knew by him, because I, I forgot about Congratulations, other than White Iverson, was Rockstar with 21 oh, yeah. Savage. Yeah. And you can guess why I knew that song because huge 21 Savage fan. I know I heard white Iverson didn't really like it. Heard congratulations, thought it was meh. And then I heard Rockstar and also never caught with me. Then this album grabbed you. Well, no, it was uh, that sunflower track that was on the Spider-Man movie. I liked its placement in the movie because it was actually in the movie. It sounded good. And then Lucas really grabbed onto it like he loved that track and then asked me to download it so i downloaded it for him put it on the ipod for him and then i couldn't get it out of my freaking head and then i was like i wonder what the rest of this what the rest of his catalog sounds like to me now and then hollywood's bleeding came out not too long after that i don't believe or not too long after i downloaded it and uh started listening to that and i was like i really dig this now did you go back and listen to um, Stony and was there another one? Was it Beer Bongs and Bentleys? Something yeah, else? that was the other one. No, I went back and listened to um, Congratulations over again. I actually kind of like it now. Um, I, it's a it's a good song. Yeah, I mean he 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 knows how to. And we'll, when once we get you know later into this, we'll talk about how he he definitely knows how to create a, a, a vibe of his own. Oh, like for he sure. Knows how to create a sound, and it, it has to be the exact sound he wants. It has to be. There's no way that you create it if not. Right, yeah. Congratulations set the record for most weeks on the U.S. Billboard Top R&B slash Hip Hop Albums chart at 77 weeks. That's a long-ass time. That is a long time. Malone's second album, Beer Bongs and Bentleys, came out in 2018, debuted at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 and set several streaming records. It also contained the Hot 100 number one singles Rockstar and Psycho, and was nominated for Album of the Year at the 2018 Grammy Awards. I bet you I listened to that album. Post's third number one song, 
Sunflower featuring Sway Lee was the promotional and lead single to the soundtrack for the animated film Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and was included on his third album, Hollywood's Bleeding, which we are talking about eventually in this episode. (laughs) We'll get there. We'll get around to it. I don't know if I knew that that I'm I'm sure I knew it was post moment when I heard it, but I I think we've talked about the way that I hear music in movies. I don't hear it as the song. I hear it as accompaniment to the thing. So unless it's like a giant song, like even Freebird, it's hard (laughs) for me to like understand what the song is. I I just don't hear it like that. I think I might've paid more attention to it because I believe in the movie it's where Miles puts on headphones and is like walking around listening to the to the song. I think it's been a while since I watched Into the Spider Verse. Arguably the greatest Spider Man movie. I agree, one hundred percent. I love that movie. I think it's fantastic. Hollywood's Bleeding is the third studio album by American rapper and singer Post Malone. It was released on September sixth, two thousand nineteen, by Republic Records. The album features guest appearances from. Here we go. Baby, Future, Halsey, Meek Mill, Lil Baby, Ozzy Osbourne, Travis Scott, Sizzle, Sway Lee, and Young Thug. Production was handled by Andrew Watt, Blood Pop, Brian Lee, Carter Lang, DJ Dahi, Emily Haney, Frank Dukes, Happy Perez, Jahan Sweet, Louis Bell, Matt Tavares, Nick Mira, Wallace Lane, and Post Malone himself. There's a lot of production going on in this one. I don't know if I know any of those names offhand, if I'm being honest. I didn't either. Hollywood Bleeding is 17 tracks, 50 minutes and 56 seconds long. It contains six singles. Wow, which peaked at number two. Goodbyes, which peaked at number three, all on the Billboard Hot 100. Goodbyes was nominated for Song of the Summer in the 2019 MTV Video Music Awards. Lost out to Ariana Grande. Circles. Another single that peaked at number one has been certified five times platinum in the U.S. Enemies peaked at number 16. Allergic peaked at number 37. And Take What You Want, which peaked at number eight on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and has been certified two times platinum in the U.S. It became Post Malone's ninth top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 and became Ozzy Osbourne's first Billboard Hot 100 top 10 hit in over 30 years which is insane also it's crazy yeah and i i just hope that post signed a decent contract with his record label because he should be doing very very well with all those number ones from what i understand he is doing incredibly well he moved out to utah and lives in like a crazy mansion good for him man yeah i've never seen anything about post malone where he was a bad guy i've never heard anything outside of early in his career with the white Iverson and stuff. I, did he have braids like Rose yeah. in the, yeah, I think there was a bit of maybe cultural appropriation talk around him. At yeah. That point. Yeah. I, I guess he's come around where like, he just, he appreciates the music. He supports the music. He just wants to do his own music. I, I, cause I haven't heard any cultural appropriation stuff since white Iverson probably. Yeah, me neither, but I've, I've heard a ton of stuff about him being like a super nice guy. And, and it's great. I hope so. Yeah. Like I really hope so. Cause dudes like that, if, if you are a great guy in the, and, and you are successful and remain a great guy, then it, it's, that's rare. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rare oh, for thing. sure. Yeah. In research and preparation for this episode. Yeah. I watched a bunch of like interviews and random videos with him and about him. And yeah, everything just points to him being like super nice, like just a good dude. 
how many of the Dallas Cowboys hot dogs do you think he ate? All of them. <laughs> just, just at, at the Cowboys Stadium, Dad, I'm gonna need another dog. Yep. Need another dog, real quick. I got a song to make. Like and he's doing it when he's like 23, dog, 24. Some nachos, concession food, and fair food. Those are my two. Oh, like carnival concession food, concession food. Yeah. Oh, dude, elephant ears and corn dogs, Animal cakes. Yeah. Oh, Let's go. Let's do Let's it. Let's go to a fair tomorrow, dude. We need to find one. Hollywood's Bleeding was nominated for Album of the Year. At the 2021 Grammy Awards, of course, it lost out to Taylor Swift's Folklore because that was a giant. Cool to be nominated. Did you listen to that? Folklore? No. I haven't listened to a full Taylor Swift record ever. I And I liked it. It's just, I don't know. I think I like a lot of, I like pop Taylor Swift more than I like Folk. acoustic Taylor Swift. But I gotcha. She can do whatever she wants to do because people sure. loved it, man. So. Yeah. I know me me saying I don't like it is not going to change her direction. No, for sure. I I seriously don't know if I've heard more than one or two Taylor Swift songs ever. Guess what that means? <laughs> on the list. <laughs> Taylor Swift gets to go on the list. I didn't think I was ever going to be able to do that. I thought you would have heard any of it. No. And, and I think like the one or two songs I heard were like super early on in her career. Those are my favorite albums, though. So, like, if I brought you one, it would be a weird experience because you will be hearing them as a full-grown adult man <laughs> listening to teenager high school breakup songs. Right. <laughs> right. It should, if, if that happens, we will end up having a wonderful episode. That'll be a crazy episode. Hollywood's Bleeding. I have, I have a few really cool things, just rankings, but it was number 13 on Billboard's 50 Best Albums of 2019. Number 46 on Complex's Best Albums of 2019. Number 20 on NME's 50 Best Albums of 2019. 47 on Rolling Stone's 50 Best Albums of 2019. 41 on Uproxx's Best Albums of 2019. It won American Music Awards' Favorite Rap Hip Hop Album. And it won Billboard Music Awards' Top Rap Album. Yeah, so it's a successful Yeah, album, right? Uh, it's a successful and well well reviewed album. Yeah, it debuted at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 with 489 thousand album equivalent units sold, of which 200 thousand were pure album sales, giving Post his second U.S. number one album. But 200 200 thousand is a lot of records. Yeah, dude. First week, that is nuts. Like when you said album equivalent sales, I, I still don't know if I can wrap my head around what that right. means. Yeah, I, get I, that I don't get it either. I get that it's streaming. I get that it's YouTube videos and views and shit. Like right. that, but yeah. I don't know how they, I don't know where the math is. Yeah, me neither. 200,000 pure album sales. That is nuts, dude. Other albums that were released September 2019. We can get into this. This is the fun part. On the 6th, so the same week that Hollywood's Bleeding came out, Ghostface Killa came out with a self-titled record. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I, I feel like we need to stop this and actually go listen to that because I didn't know that happened. I didn't know that existed. <laughs> In 2019? Yeah, Ghostface is probably my favorite member of, of Wu-Tang. Oh, yeah? It's up there. Maybe I did listen to it because 2019 is... Time is different since the pandemic oh, I know. like it feels like it feels like so much time has passed but also like none has passed it's a really yeah. weird experience i know actually emily lucas and i were talking about that the other day like we haven't been to a ball game in like four years but it doesn't seem like there's been that much baseball going on in the last four years that the pandemic really threw time off iggy pop came out with a record free and sleeping with sirens came out with how it feels to be lost i i did not listen to any of those 
I know I didn't listen to those last two, yeah. but the first one, maybe. The week after that, Charlie XCX came out with Charlie. Hobo Johnson came out with The Fall of Hobo Johnson. Corn came out with The Nothing. And Puddle of Mud came out with Welcome to Galvania. I, I don't think I listened to any of those. I didn't know that Puddle of Muds still were coming out with new records. She fucking hates me. But that was like 2002. Yeah, I saw Puddle of Mud live. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Loved the Hobo Johnson record, and the Corn record was pretty good. I may have listened to that Hobo Johnson record after you talked it up to me, because mm-hmm. I know you. I know I remember you mentioning it, or at least Hobo Johnson in general. Yeah, I know I didn't listen to that Corn record. I I may have listened to that Charlie XCX because I know that that was that thing was talked about a lot. It was very popular. Yeah, that thing was huge. The week after that, Blink One Eighty Two came out with their record Nine, and Zach Brown Band came out with the Owl. Okay, what's your opinion on Nine? Just quickly. I did not listen to it because I don't like Matt Skiba in Blink-182. So you, you didn't listen to it at all? I listened to the one before that, I, California. Was that the name of that yeah. record? Um, yeah, and you didn't I, like California? I didn't like it. So I just didn't okay. bother with, with Nine at all. Okay. I liked California, and Nine is really hated. Like, people hate Nine. And I oh, really? had no problem with Nine. Yeah, I didn't have a problem. I liked it. It was. It's the same. I I don't expect to hear an Adam song or an Aliens exist anymore. Like it's right. a different band. So yeah, when I 100%. go in with that thought, I'm not expecting a stay together for the kids. And I don't. I actually don't mind Skiba singing some of Tom DeLonge's parts. Like it doesn't. It doesn't super bother me. Uh, his voice is just too similar to Mark's that it messes me up. Like I there's. It's not a definite difference enough for me to appreciate it at all. I can see that argument. I understand that. I don't know, keep your alkaline out of my blink. Last week of September 2019, DaBaby came out with Kirk. Dragon Force came out with Extreme Power Metal. Hell Yeah came out with Welcome Home. Of Mice and Men came out with Earth and Sky. Pitbull came out with Libertad 548. And Steel Panther came out with Heavy Metal Rules. You just read over like a giant list of bands that I have listened to one album of 10 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like Hell Yeah, Steel Panther, mm -hmm. probably Dragon Force. Um, I definitely listened to that DaBaby record because that was that was like, is that his debut? I'm not sure. Or his major debut or his major record. Oh, no, it's a second studio album. That's when DaBaby was still like coming up, even though mm. it's the second album. That one really threw him into a next level. And then the next album after that, I believe, took him even farther. Than gotcha. That. The only record uh, on that list uh, that I listened to was the Of Mice and Men record. Uh, that's another one that I've listened to a record 10 years ago. And right. I haven't listened to them since. Like, it's just that's a weird thing. Hell yeah, went a, went a weirder way. Like they started playing a different kind of music than what I wanted. Like when they started, it was more of a damage plan Pantera type of vibe. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then it changed into like Southern rock. Yeah, it definitely did. Number one song, September 7th through October 12th and the week of October 26th, Truth Hurts by Lizzo. I love Lizzo so much. And I love that track. I think I listened to that track and thought it was decent. I've been I've been on board with Lizzo. I saw her on some wild like TV station game show. Oh wow! It might even have been it might even have been like a YouTube game show thing that I saw her on. Really? And she and she like she was still a quote unquote like celebrity guest, but that's just like sure. the level of celebrity that they could get. She wasn't yeah. like huge at that time. I think she may have only had the coconut oil EP out, 
And then she had other stuff that she did before that at just singles, I think. Mm. But I've, I've been on board with Lizzo forever, and I'm so glad to see the success that she has. I don't know if you'd be down for a whole album of hers, but I, I think you'd put, in, put it on the list. Throw her on the list. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, we got Taylor Swift and Lizzo back to back. Wow. Uh, that's all the notes I have for what leads into your track by track. Okay, yeah, we'll get into my track by track here. Uh, album opener, Hollywood's Bleeding. Yeah. I feel like it's a weird move opening with the title track. It just it feels weird to me. Right. It, it just, I don't know why. It, it, it's, it just feels weird to me. It's a move. Maybe it's a move because I know a younger me, mm-hmm. when I was like just getting into music or just like trying to find music, I would listen to an album and if it had a title track, I would be waiting for that one. Like I'd be looking, I'd be like, oh, here it comes. This is the one. Oh, and sure. I would think that that, that that is the mission statement of the album. I'd be right. like, oh, okay, that that's what he wanted everybody to know that that is the track right it's also weird was hollywood bleeding a single no it's weird that you name your album after a track that's not a single it just seems that also seems weird to me like if if you would think that you would want the name of the album to be one of the most recognizable tracks but yeah he has a giant record label and i'm just a dude sitting <laughs> right right uh, the beat drop on this is great. Mm-hmm. Like whenever the beat finally picks up, because there's that like er- ethereal at the beginning where it's not, there's no real beat. Post knows definitely how to create a vibe. Yeah. Like that no, without a doubt in any post song, you're going to feel what he wants you to feel. And it's, it's, it's definitely independent for him. A lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Great, great hook on this on the negative side of this track. Sure. And I, I hate admitting this because it, it, it it's me acknowledging that I know what these are. But it gives me like Imagine Dragons vibes at times. Okay, is it like and the I, the kind of atmospheric type vibe that gives it's, you that? It's the atmospheric with the. It's just that one song that they did. They're one big hit, radioactive. Radioactive. Like when yeah. that when that big drum hits, that kind of yeah. happens in this track. Right. And I was I I didn't like it. I, <laughs> I didn't like that part. Gotcha. Other than that, it was fast and it felt a bit rushed. Like it just felt like this entire song was like mashed together a little bit, but album opener, I'm not going to be too hard. I was going to say, I, I looked at it more as like an, an intro to the album. Like I, I realized it's like, you know, two minutes or whatever, but I felt like it was setting a vibe for the whole record. Yeah. And it could be, it could yeah. be that the mission statement, like it is the mission statement of the record. Yeah. I also don't think Postmo needs to set a vibe, a track before anything, because he sets a vibe within tracks very well. Right. No, I agree. It just, um, yeah, I just kind of felt like this is how it's going to be. This is what you're getting into. Not kind of wrong. Like, it's kind of you get it. Like yeah. He explains what you're going to get and you get it. It's not like it doesn't deliver in what you're what you're expecting out of this track. Right. So that's like a track, San Tropez. Mm-hmm. The only time that it did anything for me is the the the, the wrist bar. Like the, the actual Santrope checked wrist bar. Like that's right. kind of it. Other than that, it, it, it bored me a bit. It was just okay. there. It was just, it just happened. And it was another one that wasn't too long though. So I'm not yeah. negative on it like I, I, because it, it came and went. Right. It's fine. Like I didn't, did, there's nothing there. I have post quotes for track. Okay. Give me some post quotes. <laughs> okay. Post quote about Santrope. I don't want to be fucking miserable all the time. So sometimes I like to just go buck wild with the boys. And that's what that's kind of about. It's a celebration of life instead of an introspective kind of song. I'll be happy sometimes. If this song would have been titled Buck Wild with the Boys. <laughs> that was it. It, it. it would have been number one on my list. Right. And like, I caught that from it. Like, I get yeah. that and I appreciate that. But oh, yeah. I'm just saying, like, the whole 
whole thing of it. It was just it was just a track. Like it didn't grab me other yeah. than the got a checked wrist. Like that's the only time. I I like the uh, I've been doing what I want since fetus line. <laughs> <laughs> there are moments on here where Post really rides the line between creative and corny. Like there's yeah. a, there's there's times where I'm like that that's that's the one that made the album that's the bar that's (laughs) the line that's the word like there's a couple times on here i didn't really point them out because i didn't want to pick it apart to that level no yeah that's fine but there's a few times where i'm just like oh all right okay we'll move past it i i gotta be honest i thought you were gonna come at me about the opulence no you can't get down with this (laughs) yeah but i don't want to i don't want to make you fight over it and then because the next time you hear it you'll be thinking about it so i would rather just breeze by it and right then if you get mad about opulence at another time, I'll just refer to this and be like, well, you like, like Post Malone. <laughs> yeah. right. But his is also because he does have the opulence, but then he like grounds it in the next yeah. like verse. I think I, I think maybe that's why I'm fine with it. That's it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. And it's he's not only opulence. Like there's right. some opulence mixed in with him, what he's doing. Yeah. So then we move on to the next track, Enemies, and we get our first feature. Yes, the baby. The baby bounces on everything like his, his way of rapping where he's bouncing like almost in between the beat and around the beat. I love it. Mm. I the baby as a person has been questionable the past couple years. Maybe didn't he say something about a certain group of people on stage at one point? Oh, 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 it rolling loud. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely did do some shitty stuff. It really loud. He definitely said some yeah. things about the uh, LGBT community and then he apologized for it. And then he and then he doubled down on it. So it's a weird it's a weird thing, and I I don't support that. That's the bad thing I was thinking. That's about. that's what I've I also seen him like recently. He's been like just fighting people in like bowling alleys. Like oh. just doesn't doesn't let his fame stop him from. I mean, if you if you if you are the baby and you fight a dude at the bowling alley who has nothing to lose, he's going to try to sue you. Like oh, it doesn't yeah, matter. One hundred percent. But as we've talked about in hip hop before, if you were going to avoid anybody in hip hop that has ever done something bad or might be a bad person, you're not going to be listening to a lot of hip hop because a lot of them have done bad things or lied about doing bad things. So you either have, you either have a liar or a not great dude. Right. You got to go with it. The baby is a rapper. We're not talking about him personally right now because that's awful. I don't endorse any of that. Yeah. We'll talk about his feature on this song. That's what we'll talk about. Yeah. He, he bounces every time I've ever heard the baby rap, he's bouncing all over the beat. It's great. I, I, I like it a lot. And I think it polarizes perfectly with what post is doing on here. Cause he's so smooth. He's so just clean and the baby, although he is smooth, it sounds like jittery almost. And I like that a lot. Yeah. I really liked how he worked posts name in his verse. And I had to not think too hard about him saying, I just went platinum with no features because it's weird to say that while you're doing a feature. <laughs> right. Right. But, but I had to like get in my head. It was like, well, no, that it's for the song. Like I have a problem sometimes with thinking that features are aimed at the rapper who it's featuring, like who's, they're featuring for right. and that's usually never the case. They get paid money. They get given a beat. They do a verse it's right. sent out. Done. Yeah. My whole fairy tale of all the rappers being in the booth at the same time. I have that. It's not real. Yeah. I have that same fairy tale. Like I, I just love to think about the idea of every feature on this record being in the booth with post yeah. making this record. And I think it does exist at times nowadays, sure. probably not at like, posts level anymore yeah 
it definitely happened a lot more in the early days of hip hop. Yeah. Like when the internet, you couldn't send a verse through right. the internet to get to somebody. Yeah. But, and I think that's why we have that idea is because it did because used, it used to, to happen. And yeah. That's why you wouldn't have people that were beefing on the same track. And now you can have people that are beefing on the same track, which is an interesting dynamic sometimes. Yeah, that's weird. Post quote for enemies. The whole idea of it was that I used to hate, I used to have people who I thought were my friends, but turns out they're really not. You find that a lot. So we made a song about it. Pretty cut and dry. Pretty not cut and really dry. A, yeah, not not a lot of uh, depth on some of these. It's, just, yeah. it's right out there. It's, it's right out there. No metaphors. It. You just giving it to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought enemies was great. So then moving on to allergic. Yep. Maybe I only heard the bit about like the friends with demons parts of this. I don't know if it was on TikTok. I think it probably was. Okay. Like, I think that's where I heard a lot of these clips. Mm-hmm. Was on TikTok. I n- I never heard full songs. I just heard clips here and there. Sure. And I may have thought that this was a Billie Eilish song. Like, with, like just she has a deeper way of singing. Like, sometimes she sings deeper and the whole sound of it and everything. I was just like, this is Billie Eilish, I guess. OK, that that's another one I've never listened to a project from. Yeah, I think she's I think she's really good. I think she's very talented. It's just not exactly a style of music and an emotion that I'm trying to be in all the time. Sure. I think you. If you could get past certain things, you would enjoy it. But it's also definitely not aimed at you. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not for, for me. You. It's not. It's not produced for you. It's there's different ears that it's supposed to, that it's being shot at. Gotcha. It, and it's a very it's very electro rock sounding. And I know that you are not a big electro like rock kind of guy. I'm not an electro kind of guy at all. I know. And there's some moments on this album where it gets a little more electro, and I'm like. Oh, I wonder if this is one he is not as high on as some of these other ones. In in my expansion of my music tastes, uh, I've gotten to appreciate certain certain things when it comes to electro stuff. I just love your blinders. I love just the <laughs> blinders that you will put on. If you like something, you're just, no, I like this. So my blinders are on and I don't see anything else. That's I it. don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, 100%. But it's your right to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Post quote for allergic. This has such a unique, cool doo vibe. And I don't think anyone has made something like this for a long time. Sat down with the team to get the production right and make everything fit really to the point where it was weird and crazy. I think that's important that it's doo weird and crazy. Uh, next track, we have a thousand bad times. And I, I swear I heard this on TikTok again. I'm, mm. I'm sure I'm going to be saying it for more, more tracks, but this one, I could swear that I heard it on TikTok and I think that's I th- I honestly think TikTok may be responsible for the post Malone that I do like because I hear it in those tiny snippets. Oh, right. Like I hear it in those little bits and I'm like, that is great. <laughs> right. Awesome. right. I can't help but thinking and let me get through all of this before you jump on. Go this. for it. I can't help but think that this sound in this track and some of the other tracks is like one atom removed from MGK's current pop punk stuff that he's doing. <sighs> but I think the atom itself is pandering i think that's the atom that's missing okay like if post Malone was trying to pander to a certain demographic rather than just put out the music he wants yeah i think it would sound much more like that because i think mgk is just doing what he he's doing because he's trying to pander to certain people to keep a certain fan base sure and I, and i'm not saying that this is this is bad at all like i i had no problem with the track it, it was unabrasive it was unaggressive it was it was yeah. post Malone doing post Malone vibe things i don't have a problem with him doing that ever mm. but I, I just i can't help but think that there is a sound like oh, if you take post Malone out of this mgk could kind of like seamlessly slide in here with a pink guitar and do a shit 
a shit riff on it. Ugh. By the way, I don't want this to turn into the MGK shit podcast <laughs> right. because I feel like we've really been talking about MGK for the past couple weeks. Yeah. Do you have a post quote for a thousand bad times? I do. Post quote for a thousand bad times. Everybody has shitty times, but you can't bring me down. I'm going to keep chugging on no matter what. Keep your head up and keep kicking no matter what life throws at you. Again, bread and butter. Just cut up. We're good. We know we know what it's about. We're good. Right. I love how he's answering these like it's an interview for Rolling Stone in 1976. <laughs> Let me explain to you what my song is about. What was the song about, Post? Oh, well, here. I want to talk to you about it a little bit here. <laughs> right. Next track, we have Circles, which is the huge one. This was a big five one. Times yeah. Platinum or whatever. Yeah, this was a big one. And I... I definitely heard this on on TikTok without a doubt. That's sure. I think that's probably where it got all of its traction. Like it probably got huge there. I don't know if TikTok parts count towards album sales. I don't know either. Like, I don't know. Yeah. This was a huge song on TikTok for a while, I feel like. It's got a crazy video too. Like he's in night armor and the only Post Malone video I've ever seen was White Iverson. That's the yeah, only I saw one. That one too. Very catchy hook, which is the reason this thing is five times platinum or whatever you put, whatever right. it is. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not entirely entertained by the rest of it. Like I love the hook, the part that I heard on TikTok, but the rest of it, it just it's it's there. It didn't really entertain me to the point that I have anything to say. Sure. Otherwise, it was the- just kind of like yeah. The vibration in his voice kind of got me at first, like when I first listened to this record, and he had that unnatural sounding vibrato in his voice at times that really kind of got to me. But I think after a while listening to it and like, it doesn't bother me at all. Do you have a post quote? I do. Another cool, unique vibe. I was super inspired working in Toronto with Frank Dukes while sitting down playing the instruments. Super Fleetwood Mac vibe. A lot of my music is about being a glutton for pain, knowing you are in a shitty situation, but you keep on going back. Definitely Fleetwood Mac vibes. I'll give yeah. all the credit in the world for that one. I didn't, I didn't think about that until I read that quote, and I was like, you know what? There, there kind of is. Yeah, I didn't think, I didn't think a tiny bit about it until you said that. No. Next up, we have "Die for Me." Yep, featuring Future and Halsey. This is the point in this record where I realized that I want nothing from the other songs except features. Like I love post with features I right. any 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 track any track on this album with features to me is higher up than any track without features okay gotcha i think i think post i don't, I don't want to say he's like phoning it in mm-hmm. but when he's with somebody he's he's bringing it hard right always yeah and the track is the track always feels more complete sure but um future does his future thing I'm a future fan, so I liked what Future did. Okay. I, are you a Future fan? Did no. you like this? You didn't like it at all? I, I thought Future was the weakest on the track. That's because Halsey kills it. She Halsey is a monster on this future. track. Yeah. And I don't necessarily feel one way or the other about Halsey. I've listened to, I think I own at least her last two records on vinyl because mm-hmm. Tara loves Halsey. Yeah. But I, I don't think I. I don't think I think one way or the other. Like, I don't dislike Halsey, but I'm also not going out of my way to listen to Halsey. Sure. I've never listened to a full Halsey project. She has. I mean, this track is great. I love this track. She destroys it. I also love how there's three different choruses. Like, there's three different hooks. There's the post hook. There's the future hook. And then there's the post and Halsey hook. That's just great song structuring. Mm -hmm. Like, that's great creativity and making the track. And it feels like a much fuller track than the other tracks that didn't have a feature. I just think that when there are features, the tracks are better. Sure. In my opinion. I got you. Uh, post quote for Die For Me. 
for anyone who has been with an adulterating spouse or shitty relationship, it is a good reminder to people that you are not alone and shit gets better. Halsey fucking snapped. Post said Halsey snapped? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. She did I'll, too. I'll that. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's great. And she she goes different levels in it too. Like she starts out at a level and then she kicks it up a level and then she yep. kicks it up another level. She's great. Yeah. She was no, no problem. No problems with Halsey. Super great on that track. Next track is On the Road. Yep. Featuring Meek Mill and Lil Baby. Is is Post Malone recycling the rock star flow here? Because it definitely feels like it. It feels like it's the exact same cadence. It's the exact same, like, it's the exact same thing to me. I hear, I hear the rocks. I hear Rockstar every time I hear this track. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure because Rockstar, I maybe heard two times before. I'm going to say maybe AB them and listen. I didn't AB them because I didn't want to be influenced by Rockstar. Sure. For this, mm-hmm. But. I'm gonna say after this episode, A B them and see what you think because it, it it definitely I I hear Rockstar every time I hear the hook on this every time. Okay. Uh, moving on to the features, Meek, who I respect, but he never really did anything for me. Like his style is just not conducive to what I'm listening for. It's it's like Eminem. I respect Eminem greatly, but I don't like Eminem because it doesn't. It's not what I want to listen to. Sure. Uh, he delivers though, like he does what he needs to do. And again, I think not only is does Post Malone sound better with features, mm. but features sound better when post malone is on a track like if, sure. if it's post malone's track and he's on it the features also sound better okay so i think i think uh meek delivers little baby raps in the way that i don't get down with much mm-hmm. and it's like a it's a singing type of rap it's kind of like what post malone does but just on a different level almost not like good. it's a singy rap type of thing <laughs> right I don't have a problem with Lil Baby, but it's just not the, the, the type of music that I like listening to. I listened to his album that came out. It might have been last year, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was fine. People said it was album of the year. I can argue with that. Th- this would be the only thing I've heard from Lil Baby. It wasn't impressive. I didn't, I didn't think he was great. I don't think this is considered one of his best features. Right. I promise you that. But I, it didn't. It didn't work for me. Maybe if he was alone on the track with Post, because mm. I think Meek had an expect. Meek gave us an expectation of sure. like the rapping, I think. Okay. And then it was a left turn for Lil Baby. Yeah. But I still like the track. I like the track a lot because the, I mean, the features. I love features. I love right. features on Post Malone albums. Right. By the way, I do have a list of. I ranked all the features. Oh, fantastic! Like okay. So when we're done, I have a ranking of features. I can give you my favorite. I, I don't have them all ranked, but I can give you, I could probably give you a top three post quote on, uh, for on the road, on the road goes back to the whole narrative of the record. It's like, thought you were my friend, but you're just a fake bitch to put it bluntly. A lot of people act like they had something to do with everything, but you really worked your ass off and they kind of sat back and said, yeah, I was there. I helped out. And really it turns out you really were only around for the perks of being my friend, not really there for my genuine love and pure comedy that I give to you. You weren't there for me, really for me. You were there for ulterior motives. Post is in his feelings in this album. But he really bit. is. Unless he's talking about banging with the boys or whatever he was doing. That's the only time. <laughs> right. it's, it's either getting buck with the boys or it's in Martin your feelings, feelings, which that's kind of my two emotions. I was going to say, I'm here for both of those. Next track is Take What You Want. Featuring Travis Scott and Ozzy Osbourne. The wildest, the wildest combination of features that I've ever seen, I think. Whenever this came out and I heard that there was a 
Post Malone track featuring Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, I went and listened to. I went and listened to it immediately. Like I could, I had to. I I had to know what the sound was. Right. And it should not work as well as it does. It, it shouldn't. It's great. <laughs> it worked out so much better than the, I thought it was gonna. It's really weird. Yeah. It's really weird how well it works. And it's right. definitely a, a more. It's more of a rock centered song for, for a sure. While. I think that has to do with uh, Andrew Watts' appearance on it. Like that, with that guitar, guitar solo and the guitar riffs in this thing, just I, they're rippers. I think they're great. So then we covered the Aussie feature. So now I, I mean, I know our demo is very little of the eight of like the younger age range. Yeah, right. But I'm about to alienate every one of them if they're here because Travis Scott isn't good. No, he's not. I agree with you 100%. Astro World is not a good album. I haven't heard I've, it. I've tried. I've tried five times throughout oh, the wow. past okay. two years to get into that album sure and i i can't the the rhetoric that travis scott is like king of trap music now i don't understand it mm. nothing about nothing about this versus trap to me i it it it's no it's just it's it's not for me and gotcha. i'm fine with that but i can't stand people telling me that i need to enjoy travis scott and how good he is because i'm allowed to i'm allowed to believe that travis scott is a good and i don't oh, yeah. think travis scott is no, I like I said, I, I've I haven't listened to Astro World. I don't know anything about Travis Scott other than what's on this feature. Yeah, and I don't think it's it's the weakest part of this song. I'm gonna be honest with you right now. It's the weakest part of the album. I I will agree. If if you took out Ozzy from this track and it was just Post and Travis Scott, it would be the worst track on the cutting album. cutting room floor material. Yeah, and I would cut I would cut a few songs off this just to shorten it up and make it tighter just for me personally. But sure. that one that one would like you know how I said all the feature tracks are above the non-feature tracks? Yeah. If it's if it's just Travis Scott, it's at the bottom under all the, the featureless tracks. Yeah. Because I don't think I don't think he adds anything to this. I think without Ozzy, this song could go away. But he definitely adds it for a certain group. Like people love Travis Scott. Do do I think he is a master entrepreneur and a master like media man? Yeah, like mm-hmm. he's he's where he is because of that. Right. Do I also is there a part of me that also thinks he's an industry plant that was put there by a record company? I kind of do. Okay, I don't know anything about him. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me how this dude got so big, and I I didn't hear about him until he was the biggest thing just, in the world. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah, it's weird to me. It's like when people said Jack Harlow was an industry plant, and I kind of still agree with that one. <laughs> Post quote for Take What You Want. Take You Want, Take What You Want is a super bitchin' legendary record. Shout out to Ozzy. Ozzy Osbourne. That's fucking it. That's all I gotta say, really. A super talented friend of mine, Andrew Watt, told me Ozzy wanted to do a song with me, but I did not think it would actually happen. After my recent tour ended, I got a FaceTime from Ozzy. And Ozzy and Watt, and now it is a smash hit. What an explosion. Guitarist on this track is Andrew Watt. But what, like, getting a FaceTime call from Ozzy Osbourne has to be nuts. It sounds to me like Watt works with Ozzy as well. That's what that's I, what I, got from I that. think Watt did the guitar, helped on the guitar and the production on Ozzy's last record. Then that would make sense. Yeah. That because let's be real without Watt knowing Ozzy, Ozzy has no fucking clue who post Malone is. Right. I actually think post was a feature on Ozzy's latest record. And that was probably also a Watt doing. I imagine, but that's, that, 
that's not saying anything, anything negative about post. That's just, I mean, Ozzy is an old elderly man from England. The dude doesn't right. know what's going on in music. Like that, does, that does, he doesn't care. No. So yeah, Post Malone was a feature on an Ozzy Osbourne track on his uh, record, Ordinary Man, called It's a Raid. I bet you I listened to that too, just because I wanted to hear what it was sounded like. Yeah. Uh, and then Take What You Want was a bonus track on the CD of Ozzy Osbourne's record. Ozzy must just sign a contract then that said he has rights to the song as well. That's the only way. I'm sure. I'm sure he he shares in the in the rights to that song for sure. Um, Next up, we have I'm going to be. And this one, I'm not upset. There's no feature on this. It's actually a relaxer. It's a nice like zone out track after we just had three bangers minus Travis Scott. So, yeah, I have I have no problem with it. Yeah, but it's just it's post doing post vibe things like that's just that. And that could be said for most of these tracks is it's just post doing post things. Right. I I love how thousand dollar Crocs is a flex on this on this song. Yeah, that's a, that's one of those where it's like bordering on corny versus creative. I'm like, is it is that a, is that a, is it a flex? <laughs> is it? And the, the higher my voice gets, the more I'm questioning, the more you question. Yeah, things. for sure. Post quote for I'm going to be. I think I'm going to be is a cool ass record. I think it's a super uplifting record. Like I said, I wanted to put in positivity and also the sad stuff, but I like this record because I think it's an encouragement to everyone who might be struggling with self-confidence or whatever to just do whatever the hell you want. Cause you're a rock star and just be yourself and don't listen to anybody. And that's a message that I talk about a lot, but it's something that I really believe in because nowadays it's tough. There's a lot of people that want to bring you down and tell you that you're pants are too tight that's just an example but it's like fuck you i'm gonna do whatever i want it's just a good message for the kids good good for post man just trying to send a good message i honestly think like i honestly attribute that to like him just being a cool guy i I also think that there's because this is his third album right yeah third he he knows he knows his demographic also right so like if like if you're if you're consciously putting something out there as like, this is for the kids, you know, the kids are listening to music. That's, that's a good thing. Like you're not out there just talking shit and talking about your Crocs all day. Right. <laughs> Next up, we have staring at the sun featuring SZA. SZA. Yeah. Period. SZA. She's right. fucking great. Yeah. And I've heard a couple features of SZA here and there. And I've, and I've, I've heard people talk endlessly about control, about her mm. album control, which I've, I've never listened to. This feature made me, in my mind, commit to listening to Control. Oh, okay. I'm going to listen to Control because of this feature. Yeah, I've always liked her, but something about this one, I was like, wow, she is unbelievable. Yeah. The only problem is, I feel like Control's been hyped up so much. That it's just not going to meet it. But the last time an album was hyped up that much to me was Lauren Hill, and it did meet it. Okay. So... It, it, I, it's, it's, I, I'm going to have trouble not comparing it to the Lauren Hill record, which right. I cannot do. I cannot. Yeah, I, no. There's, you can't compare most records to that Lauren Hill record. But SZA, unbelievable on this. Her voice is just silky smooth. Yeah. And somehow smooth and powerful. I don't right. understand how it is. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But I'm 100% going to listen to Control now yeah. because she is a killer. She's the Jasmine Sullivan of this record. She does. Is that, is it your favorite feature? Nah, she, she's, she's in the top, but yeah, she, okay. Yeah. She's phenomenal. Post quote on staring at the sun, an eighties type bounce with the super uplifting sounds. The lyrics are deep themselves and SZA crushed it. 
Agreed. Yeah. I also appreciate how much he appreciates his features. Well, I think that's because he also is playing a big role in the production of it, I think. Yeah. Whereas some rappers, they'll just buy the feature. And because a lot of rapping is talking about being the best, you can't talk about somebody else being good. Right. Which it's kind of toxic, but I also understand that it's, it's the culture of some hip hop. Right. Next up, we touched on this briefly at the beginning, Sunflower. Sure. I definitely heard it into the Spider-Verse. Sway Lee has such a great sound. I like Sway Lee's sound yeah. of his voice a lot. Mm-hmm. Sway Lee's perfect on this. The other reason this song that I like so much is because when I think of a sunflower, I think of my sister because we used to have sunflowers around the side of our house. And I took, I got into like photography, tried to get in photography. I just basically <laughs> I had a camera. That's all of us who got into photography. Let's be real. It was MySpace photography. That's what we gotcha. did. And there we had like sunflowers on the side of our house. And there was, it was, like it had to be six feet tall. And then after sunflowers get so big, they start to like it's fall over true. like the head of it yeah. tilts down. Mm-hmm. So it was her staring up at the head of it. And I took a picture of it. It was one of my favorite pictures I've ever taken in my life. And I cool. loved it so much. I, I lost the photo. I'll oh, never no. find it probably. But I, I, so I think of my sister every time I think of sunflowers. So right. it made me like this song even more post quote for sunflower. This song is so positive and uplifting that you can't be sad listening to it. Shout out to sway who is such a fucking God. One of the most talented people I have ever met. He is a genius. That's him upping his features again. Well, that's a lot of hype for Sway Lee, too. Like, yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody talk negatively about Sway Lee, but I also don't know if I've ever heard anybody say something to that level about Sway Lee. Right. So good. I, yeah. hope, I hope it's true. Yeah. Next track, Internet. <laughs> I just kind of want to sigh and move on to the next one because this thing was short and corny to me. Oh, it okay. Was, it sounds fine. Like, Post is creating his vibe, but the lyrics are, no, <laughs> no. Gotcha. I don't want to hear about Instagram, and then you talk about how you're not on the internet more. I'm just, I'm all right. The only thing I don't like about songs like this is that it gets dated so much. Because there's It does get dated there, very quickly. There's yeah. only a certain time period where Instagram is going to be a big thing that you rap about. Like, don't don't get me wrong. It's been going on for for a while now. Yes. But like in this in the long scheme of things, you know, how long this record is going to be listened to Instagram might not be that big later on in life. It's like rapping about beepers. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's because pagers were a thing for quite a long time. Like I had one. But now does anybody know anything about a pager? No, no. But you go back and listen to Jay-Z, right? Yes, the general public does go back and listen to Jay-Z. By the way, that wasn't shade on Jay-Z. No, no. I don't know why it seemed like it was. <laughs> I just don't necessarily go back and listen to a lot of Jay-Z. Right. Next track, we have Goodbyes. Featuring Young Thug. The first thing I have to say is if you didn't like Future, there's no way you like this Young Thug feature. Not not the biggest fan. No. Yeah, I, I, I'm a Young Thug fan. I I like what Young Thug does. It's It's interesting to me. If you've noticed... A lot of my favorite artists and people I like, they have interesting voices and interesting right. sounds. Yeah. And Young Thug, 100%, has some interesting sounds. He raps a very interesting way, almost in a, in a falsetto voice. I you hated don't hear a lot of. I hated it. You almost, he went to that? If you hated it, he has whole albums where that's how he's rapping. Oh, Jesus, no. You will not like Young Thug. You will not like Young Thug. Man. No, I, d- I did not like when he did that vocal change. Like auto-tuned falsetto voice. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's no, that's not it. I, I like it. I like Young Thug. It's <laughs> a different sound. I think he delivered his Young Thug on this. He did his Thugger stuff. 
which I'm great with. But the song's fast. You know, I, I just don't understand how this isn't the closing track. You know how I feel about song titles. And, and if you're gonna, closings, yeah. If you're going to put a song title called Goodbyes and there's three tracks after it, come on, dog. <laughs> right. Come on. <laughs> Next up, we have Myself. Mm-hmm. This is where I started to think of the non-feature tracks as just kind of interludes. Okay. Like, it was just post, like, if the album was a river, it's just him continuing the flow of the album. Sure. So they were then, I, I was then less particular about them. So like, I, I still, I like them more now that I'm not like, oh, I, this needs to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. If I see them as interludes, they're great. Like I'm fine with it because they are, most of the non-feature tracks are much shorter. And, they, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it does, it does feel weird though, that on your third album, you're not putting like, for lack of a better term, complete solo tracks on it like they all feel like they're they're just short and not complete tracks they're just interludes and i'm fine i'm fine with them being interludes but if i'm thinking of it on a broader sense it does feel weird that on your third album you're not putting together full solo tracks right but uh, maybe pose knows that much like myself there is a music attention disorder that a lot of people have so that could be it also that could be (laughs) uh post quote for myself working with john Working with Josh Tillman was incredible. We slammed butts and Bud Lights to write a cool top-down summer cruising song about doing all this shit, being everywhere, but not having the time to fully enjoy it. It is always head down and keep going. I wish I could have been there myself. The song, it's fast, it's indiscriminate, it's enjoyable, but there's not a super lot for me to sink my teeth into on it. Right. So then moving on to I Know, it's fine. That's it. That's all I got. Gotcha. <laughs> I feel like after goodbyes wasn't the end of the album, I started to get bitter. I uh, gotcha. I, I honestly, honestly would. I could knock these last three off. Like I could chop these off the album. Yeah. And let goodbyes, l- let goodbyes end it. Gotcha. But do you have a post quote for I know since I didn't say anything about it? Yeah. Post quote for I know Lewis Bell and I rearranged the whole beat and made it into something super tasty. It is another clever vibe to express that I love you, but this will never work out. I do appreciate everything he doesn't. And I appreciate the way he's talking about everything. Like, I do appreciate Post Malone as an artist because he's just doing what he wants to do. And he's just being genuine about it, it feels. so. That, yeah, I think that's what I like most about the majority of this record is that it just feels genuine. Like yeah, Even if it's corny, he's still being genuine. I, so I can't I, hold it against him. Yeah, I think... Like, because there's definitely some corniness to this record, but I feel like that's his style of humor. Like in in everything I've seen, like 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 I said, the the videos and the interviews and stuff, he just seems like that's what he is into. Like that's just the way he he is. And then we have the the actual album closer. Yep. Wow. Yep. Um, and I initially had under this one also. It's just fine. Like I just it was just a double back to back fine, but. I actually think there is a bit of a he does a bit of a flow on this. Like there is a moment where he's rapping on this and the flow is different than anything he's done on any of the other tracks. Mm-hmm. And it sounds really good. So I actually really do like it. I, I It's actually one of my least favorite songs off this record. OK, well, you heard me say I could chop yeah. all three of these off. Yeah, I would get I would get rid of the last three. I would get rid of the Travis Scott feature. Yeah. Uh, although the Travis Scott feature 100 percent is one of the reasons that that thing succeeded too. I mean, that's just a wild thing to state, but you have to admit it. I guarantee you that a lot of people listen to that track because of Travis Scott, just like I listened to it for Ozzy. Right. Yeah. 
I wanted to say that I would cut out every track that doesn't have a feature, but then that would leave this thing with like six tracks and that's not an album. You can't, no. I can't, I can't, I can't make it an album, but if we want to go bookend test for this, it would be Hollywood bleeding to wow. Mm-hmm. And it's an, eh, like, it's kind of like an, eh, just cause wow. doesn't close anything. For yeah. Me. Right. If we're going Hollywood's bleeding to goodbyes, now that's a bookend test. Right. Much better. Yeah. Give me an end. Give me a closer. We're good. You open it up with a mission statement and you ended with a goodbye. What's wrong? Right. What's wrong with that? <laughs> right. The only lack there would be you would be making people leave your album with a Young Thug feature. And if you don't like Young Thug, you might have a yeah. bad taste in your mouth when that album ends. I get that. Yeah. So then my rankings of features on this thing. Sure. From the bottom. Already can be guessed. Guarantee you can guess it. It is Travis, Travis Scott. Scott. Bad. 100%. Bad. Not yep. for me. Agreed. Um, next one, Lil Baby. I'm just, it just didn't do it for me. I didn't sure. like his rapping. It's not the kind of rapping I listen to. Yeah. Um, next, Future. As much as I liked Future's feature, I like saying that. That's I like that sentence. Yeah. I like that sentence. <laughs> as much as I liked Future's feature, it just, that's, the other ones were better. Like from here on up, from Future's up, they're all great features. They're all really good features. Right. I just ranked them how I enjoyed them. Meek is next, just because okay. I, I like the way he raps, but it's not necessarily how i like listening to rap sure sway lee is next okay i like his feature but it just you know the song's great but it's just as a feature it maybe it felt too much like post malone a little bit okay like his it, they have similar I can see that. yeah here's where you're going to disagree with me young thug is next up no nah, i'm a fan he would have been at the bottom for me like not not travis scott bottom but he would have been towards the bottom for me okay okay is he above little baby yeah, I'd I'd probably put him. I'd probably put Travis Scott, Lil Baby, then Young Thug, then, and yeah. then Future, and then Future. Yeah. So you liked Futures more than Young Thugs? Barely. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> um, and then top four here, which were hard, hard to get. Yeah. Uh, number four, Halsey. I mean, she crushed it. Mm-hmm. She really did. But I think the other ones are more important to the songs. Like they carry, they had to carry more weight and okay. she just destroyed it. And she didn't really need to do that. <laughs> she didn't need to go off like that. Halsey, Halsey is actually would be my favorite. Number feature. one, number one feature Halsey. I, I think so. Yeah. Just because she just, dude, she did just murder that track. Like it was just so, I agree. So good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, number three. Aussie. Yep. I mean, it's it's hard to count it as a feature because like, it. Let's be real. He he recorded it in the studio. He might not even have ever heard the finished product of the song. That's a possibility. <laughs> no, he he would be in my top two. Not not yeah. not top two. He would in, he would be in my top also. Understood. Yeah, understood. So then number two, and this will tell you. Actually, I'll just give you number one here. Sure. SZA is the, is my she's my number two for sure. Yeah, she was amazing. And then, uh, DeBaby's verse, not DeBaby as a person, is number two sure. on here. Yeah, DeBaby, DeBaby did have a really great feature on this record. Um, it's a great verse, and the way he raps, and it's it's still so clear. It's yeah. it's wild to me. I like yeah. it. I like I like how he raps. I just wish he was a better dude. Yeah, and I really people can learn. I, I said it when we talked about the track, but I really I really loved that he threw that line in there with post Post Malone's like kind of name in there. I thought that was awesome. I hope I hope he I hope the things he said he was just ignorant and didn't know and like I hope as long as there's still breath in somebody's lungs there's still hope so I hope that sure. he could turn it around and maybe he'll be a positive influence at some point but I just 
that shit he says off. It's awful. Top three. Top three. My top three. Top three tracks will be. Uh, I think this is a track is my favorite. That's number one. That's number one for you. Give that to okay. Me. Yeah, I think so. Even though I don't know if it would be the one I'd go back to the most. That's my favorite track. Sure. Like I think if I had to cherry pick some tracks to listen to, the DaBaby tracks probably two. Like okay. I'd, I'd listen to that track a lot. And then it yeah probably has to be the Halsey track just because they just killed it. Yeah, just destroy that thing. What are your top three? My number three is Staring at the Sun, which is the SZA track. Okay. Um, super good. Love that track. Number two, A Thousand Bad Times. I can't get that song out of my head most days. I don't I don't have the Halsey track on my top three at all. And then my my top track, only because it's it's what got me into Post Malone Sunflower. at all, is Sunflower. I that song is just like you said, it's just such a positive vibe that you like you can't be in any kind of mood other than happy and feeling like spring when you listen to that song it would probably be my number four like i'm not it's not a bad song but then the rest of them you can line them up as the features are above the non-features ones for me right yeah all in all the album's a good vibe like everything through it i i I, you can space out and if you're not focusing on things like for sure yeah obviously obviously i had to pay attention to write some notes for the show we're doing but yeah I, i you put this on in the background not a problem it's just it's gonna lead you on a good direction like you're yeah. gonna be fine yeah so thrown on or grown um as i mentioned i like post malone with features mm-hmm. so in my head post malone's like a, a spice okay like i'm like i i really like the spice but i'm not gonna sit down and eat a whole plate of coriander you know what i mean <laughs> like i need i need something else I can't just have Post Malone. And if if I owned this, I wouldn't see myself spinning it because it's too much Post Malone and not enough features. So it's a groan, okay. but I liked the album. I'm just not going to buy it, if okay. that makes sense. Sure. But I, yeah, I liked it a lot. I have nothing against Post Malone. I liked all these songs, but because our parameters are thrown own or grown and I'm not going to own it, it has to be a groan. Gotcha. I wish there was a fucking middle gear because my past like three have been have been like, regret, regret yeah like if this is on somewhere or like even if i'm driving and it's on it's it's fine like mm. but i i can't see myself putting in the effort to pull it out of the sleeve put it on the turntable put the needle on the record flip the record over put the needle back on the record it just doesn't it does it's not conducive to that gotcha. it's a mindless it's a mindless sound for me and vinyl is a very conscious listening experience to me sure Another fucking light groan for the dude that was supposed to be the positive one. <laughs> right. Right. Podcast. So you weren't listening to just Post Malone this week. What else were you listening to? My record of the week is from hip hop group Coast Contra. Coast Contra. And it's the album Apartment 505 debut album. Okay. All these guys met in an apartment and lived together. And then they all just started rapping together. And one one of the guys like will rap in English and seamlessly then rap in Spanish and then go back to English. And it's just, it's unbelievable. And they're, they're all different enough that the sounds like if, if you don't like one of them, just wait. Cause there's three more guys coming. Three or four <laughs> right. more guys coming. You can hear them. And I, I love the whole album. I think, it, I think it's great. I, it, it's if, if you like, I don't even know how to, I don't want to like give somebody to compare it to. Cause mm. then they'll go in listening for that. Right. But, 
I think one of the things hip hop is missing at the moment are groups. Like there's so many individual rappers that you get one sound throughout a whole record. Whereas if you have a group, you have more opportunities to get more of an audience of people who enjoy this guy and this guy. And then maybe this guy, not so much, but you still have these other guys here. Right. So I just think there needs to be more groups and I hope they stay together for a while, but they're probably all talented enough to be solo. I, I don't want to tell them that. But <laughs> that's where that's where we're at. So Coast Contra, please don't listen to the podcast. Please stay together. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to <laughs> I'm gonna have to send him a message. So what else were you listening to this week? What's your record of the week? I was listening to Foo Fighters a whole lot this week, of course. Um, my record of the week would be their their latest record, Medicine at Midnight. I went into that record really late because I didn't listen to it when it first came out at all. I didn't listen to it until I bought it last weekend because I, I heard like two of the two of the singles that were on it and they were just so not what I was looking for. But then in the context of the record, they really worked. And But do you think you would have felt the same way if you're not like mourn listening for Taylor Hawkins? I wouldn't have picked it up if it weren't for that. You wouldn't even listen. I, I didn't. It's been out for like two years and I haven't listened to it until then. Oh, it's been out that long. It's been a, it's been out a while. Yeah. I can't say that it's not due to Taylor passing away, but I, I really appreciate the record now. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it's really good. I really like it. Well, as I've always said, nope, never said it before. This is the first time I'm ever going to say this. <laughs> uh, however you are approaching a record to help you enjoy it is the way to listen to it. Right. If you're going to go into a record trying to dislike it, you're going to dislike it. So it's always, if you're going into it in any way to like it, you're doing the right thing. So I think that's, that's good. It's whatever, you know, maybe you should start going Um, into records that I give you trying to like them. I do. (laughs) I do a lot. I really do. I do a lot. Just not the last three. I didn't dislike all the records. I didn't dislike them. I guess I got to give you a record for next week. Right? Yeah, yeah. You got to give me something to listen to. Uh, I'm not going to do what I did last time and give you the record that I added to the list this time. So okay. you're not getting a Taylor Swift record. Oh, there we go. And you're not getting a Lizzo record. Lizzo. You're not getting a Liz- you're not getting a Lizzo record. Okay. Uh, probably in the opposite direction, actually. If you line oh. those two up against the wall, where you would find this band and this record, it is the debut album. Sure. By a band that you've heard other albums by. Okay. You've never heard you've never heard this album. Interesting. The band is Whitechapel. Oh, okay. The record is The Somatic Defilement. The Somatic Defilement. Okay. And it is and it it's fairly short. It's only 31 minutes and 59 seconds. 10 oh, tracks. Okay. Another short record. So we'll have a we'll have a bit of fun there. Sure. Yeah. The only things but, I've heard from Whitechapel uh, are actually the last two records that they put out. Um, one of which I really enjoyed. Uh, the value is amazing. And Ken was. Mm. <laughs> Without giving you any expectations. Yeah. Maybe I'll take some, maybe I'll take some expectations away by telling you that it might feel like a different band. I imagine because the Valley the difference between the Valley and Kin, there's a pretty big difference. So I imagine that throughout their career as a band, they've made some changes. I'm also going to say that if this goes well, yeah, this will be a situation where you will probably be getting back-to-back Whitechapel records. Okay. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll see. see. I'm stoked. Um, 
So Whitechapel, the somatic defilement next week. Sure. Follow us on Twitter at AYLpod. Send us an email at areyoulistening.pod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Listen to us anywhere podcasts are available. We're available everywhere. And tell a baby about us. But, like, not alone. Like, don't go find a baby, like, alone. Like, make sure it's with its parents. But, like, talk to it in a baby way, but telling it about us. And then the parents hear, and then they check it out. Yeah, don't like, tell kind of like the baby though. Don't tell the baby or little. Don't baby. tell the baby. The baby will try to fight me in a bowling alley if he hears what I'm talking about. Yeah. Him, so I don't want to hear that. And you don't need to tell little baby because, nah, we don't need that. We're done. We've gone too long. We got to shut it down. <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening, listeners. Yes. Scott, thank you for joining me on this wonderful leg of our journey here on our <laughs> on our baton pass of this. Um, relay that we've decided to record. Right. <laughs> Thank you. What happened there? Thank you for being part of this. DJ Stapled and Hippie G out. Are you listening? Are you listening? Be brutal. And you know what I did? I slang my noodle. Travis Scott isn't good. Astro World is not a good album. Hey everybody, how's it going? <laughs> I'm doing something. <laughs>